you're listening to Over the Oxo podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. Just how much do you love an emoji? Do you love emojis? Do you use them? Do you have favourites? If you were sending a quick message to a friend, would you put a smiley on the end or something else? If you're talking about horses, do you like put the horse's head or carrots? Do you think they kind of make the message easier to read, gives a sense of fun? Why do you use emojis? Why do we all use emojis? And some people use stickers, of course, as well. Why do we do these things? And how on earth is that linked to riding? Well, let's find out. When you put an emoji on a message, it's usually because you want to convey some kind of emotion. You want to say in a friendly way. Maybe you've got a message where you want to ask someone to do something or stop doing something, but you want to say it in a friendly way. You don't want it to come across too harsh, and so you might put a little smiley on or something else that's really relevant. Otherwise, you use it purely for fun, just to show that, you know, it's quite funny. And also, if you find a new emoji or an unusual one, then they're quite good fun too, aren't they? You're like, oh, I didn't know there was an emoji for that one. But human brains love things like emojis and the powers that be that designed emojis know this and they know that things like GIFs and stickers, all those types of things, the human brain adores and it adores them because it's a really quick way to communicate. When you think about what an emoji says, It can say an awful lot that might take a fair few words to say. You know, if you can't hear somebody's voice, if you can't hear their tone, if you're not really sure whether they're being jokey or sarcastic, an emoji can sort of help you to understand what the tone is or help you to send a message with the right tone. And the unconscious mind works best with symbols. It enjoys language. You know, there's no problem with language whatsoever. But for a preference, it prefers symbols. And so emojis being symbols are perfect for the unconscious mind. What's happening when we use an emoji is that because we have our own personal meaning for that emoji, then we see it And the brain goes through its filing cabinet of meaning and it very, very quickly, really, really rapidly searches through what does that emoji mean? What does a symbol mean? Maybe you've never seen that symbol before. So it has to do it quite rapidly and say, okay, we haven't got a perfect match for this, but we've sort of got a match. We're, you know, 80%, 90% if we match it to this other symbol that we've seen before. And if you think about the face emojis, then maybe when you very first started using them and you've never seen an emoji before, then your mind would have said, oh gosh, you know, it's a yellow face with hearts for eyes. And it immediately would have searched through your databanks for 
things like hearts and maybe a smiley face and that kind of thing. And it would have sorted out what your meaning was. In other words, it would have pattern matched. And that's what it's doing. And when it matches a pattern, there's a lot of data in a pattern. So there's a lot of information. There's a lot of detail that's difficult to convey in words in one or two words. So it's a very succinct way of communicating. And the unconscious mind absolutely loves it because it's quick. It's simple. It's easy. It just sees the symbol, sees the emoji and almost instantaneously searches through all the past emojis, symbols, and similar diagrams and so on, similar facial features or articles and objects that it's seen before, gets that out to the library and then says, oh, right, I know exactly what this means, and drops a good one. It's the reason why things like visualization appeal to the unconscious mind too. I know some people love visualization and other people really don't get on with it, but I think they may be overcomplicating it because we're not seeing picture quality. We're wanting symbols in the same way that an emoji would work. So if you're picturing a ride, you don't need to see every grain of sand in the sand school. You don't need to be able to see the shapes of the clouds in the sky. You don't need to be able to define exactly what the jump looks like in terms of the fine grain of the wood or the peeling paint or anything like that on the poles. You need an impression. You need a symbol that represents what you're trying to do or achieve. The unconscious mind is really, really good at setting up associations, does it really quickly. And we know this anyway from things like working with horses because we know that our horses pick up on things instantly, don't they? They they make associations, they link things together so quickly. So if For instance, I'm just thinking about my own horses. A cat has leapt out of the field and into the school while you were riding and it's leapt out in a particular place or a particular side of the school. The next time you come round, then your horse is just a little bit wary in case that cat leaps in again. It makes that association. Now, some horses will keep that association going and that will be a side of the school that forever is where cats leap in and get you. Our unconscious mind does very similar things. It makes associations very rapidly. So if you could have an emoji or a symbol that you could associate with being confident or calm or however you want to feel in the saddle, and you look at this symbol, and it makes you remember calmness and confidence, wouldn't that be really useful? And so what you can do is to find yourself a symbol. It could be something as easy as a little sticker that you put on your phone. It could be something that you see in real life. So it could be, for instance, something that you attach to your reins or attach to the back of the bridle. 
sort of like the back of the headpiece. It could be just a little sticker you put on there, like a sticker from the stationers. It could be a ribbon. Maybe you could put a ribbon in your horse's mane. It could be absolutely anything at all. But as you look at this thing, you need to prime it. And you need to prime it with the emotions that you want to feel when you ride. So you kind of conjure up in your body the strongest feelings. Let's say you want to do calmness. You conjure up in your body absolute calm. You might even slow your breathing down and you feel totally and utterly calm. You can feel that your whole body is becoming calmer and calmer. The muscles are releasing. Your breathing is nice and steady, rhythmical and slow. And you feel yourself edged towards calmness more and more. And then what you would do, you would start to look at your symbol. And you'd look at your symbol as you go into that calmness. And as you maintain the calmness and sink even deeper into it, keep looking at that symbol. And then when you're ready, when the calmness is just starting to fade, you look away. Now you can do it once or you can do it 10 times. Depends how strongly you want to prime your emoji, your sticker, your ribbon or whatever object you're using as your symbol. If you want it stronger, You simply repeat the process all over again. And then you have something that you need to look at when you're riding. And that association comes back to you. So you might want to think about something. It depends what style of riding you're doing. It depends whether you're hacking or you're galloping or you're jumping or you're trying to do a competition as to what kind of symbol would work best for you. It may be a through-the-ears photo, for instance. Let's say you took a photo of your horse's ears whilst you're in the saddle, and it's that view that gives you the calmness. Or maybe you want to do another emotion, because you could do confidence, you could do enthusiasm, motivation, determination. You could do a feeling of having total self-belief as you look at your symbol. And this is just mimicking what's happening in the mind naturally and normally anyway. But you may need to just add a little bit more priming if it's not working too strongly for you. Have a little play with it. See how it works. I want to just tell you a little bit about some NLP training that I'm going to be doing on Sundays starting on the 10th of March. I usually do a group training on Monday afternoons. And I thought, in addition to the Monday afternoon, I'd do a Sunday training because I know not everybody can make Monday afternoons. So it's four Sundays. We're missing out Easter Sunday. So it's two Sundays before Easter, then two Sundays after Easter. And this will give you an NLP certification, which you can use all the mind tools for yourself and for your riding for your friends, for your family, anyone you want. But you can also use it for paying clients because it is a professional qualification. You don't need any prior knowledge whatsoever. Just an open mind, maybe a sense of fun. It's all on Zoom. 
So you can come along, you can sit in your pyjamas, you can have a nice cup of tea, coffee, chai, hot chocolate, water, whatever you want. You'll learn the NLP in, shall I say, the correct way. Oh gosh, that's a bit controversial, isn't it? There are incorrect ways to learn NLP, but you'll learn the correct way to do all of the techniques and think about all the concepts. And as well as that, though, I don't want it to be too serious. We do have lots of giggles on my trainings and we do make sure that we we have lots of laughter and learning. And so if you would like to join us, I've put the details down in the description box, but you could also message me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at Tracy Cole NLP and I hope you can join us on a Sunday starting 10th of March. Well, that's the plug over and done with. My other small announcement is that I'm going to be away next week. I'm going to be in New York of all places. So I'm going to have a little break from the podcast just for a week and I'll see you again really soon. Take care. Thanks ever so much for listening.